Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have our second male guest on. His name is Paul from uh, Paul Vibes. He's a uh, motivational speaker, a mentor. He has his own podcast called Paul Vibes, and he's really sweet. And we're going to be talking about um, things that guys wish girls knew when it comes to dating and being vulnerable and relationships and all that good stuff. I think it's going to be a really, really great conversation. Um, but first, before I start that, I just want to say something that I think a lot of people just need to hear right now, especially during this pandemic. There's no reason why you should be confused in the early stages when you're getting to know somebody. So if somebody's not giving you the time of day or is taking way too long to answer you, please move on. There's, it, You should not be worrying right now. Um, you should try to be minimizing all stress and don't make things harder than they should be. And men are simple creatures and just be with somebody and talk to somebody who is giving you the time of day. I just wanted to start by saying that and I think we're going to get into it a little bit more. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh, let me know what you think after it. I'm being confused or worried if somebody wants to talk to them or not. I think that's something else that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, I'm having a situation right now where I have a friend who's been acting very cold and moody towards me and a couple mm-hmm. other friends. And we're like, what the heck? You know, we don't know what's going on. We're trying to figure out how to approach it because we don't want to, like, come at the wrong right. way and make attack. We also don't want to, like, just, like, forget about it and then not talk about it, you know? Is he going through, like, a breakup or was he speaking to somebody? Is it, like, a relationship? Well, his energy shifted a lot. His energy changed a lot compared to when I first met him. Uh-huh. He's kind of like a new friend to me and a lot of other people, but the way he was when he first met me is a lot different than how he is now. Mm. So it's something I'm I'm figuring it out. I'm going to work it out. It's going to unfold. Everything's a learning experience. He says he's a lot of stuff that he's working on too, which, you know, and I'm a very up-positive person. You know, some people don't like that. Right. You know, like that saying, misery loves company. Exactly. And shit. 100%. No, it's not. I feel like it's created a divide for me as well. And that's just something I'm getting, I'm accepting, but it's not that easy. (laughs) I think it helps right now to be a little bit more in your thing. It's like you have to be. Oh, great neck. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, I'm just saying, I think it's better. The best way to cope with that is to focus more on yourself and be a little bit more selfish. And just think about like what you're doing, where you want to be. And I just think the people that are supposed to be around you will naturally just gravitate towards you. That's how I think about it. Don't waste your time trying to think about, oh, does this person still want me around? Like, why are they not reaching out as much? Yeah. So should we get into it? Yeah, give me one second. I kind of introduced you a little bit in the beginning. So I said we we're going to talk about relationships, dating, what more specifically what um, like guys wish girls knew and vice versa. 
because that is something that a lot of people just struggle with when it comes to in the early stages of being in a relationship. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, you do want to touch on the original topic. Yes. So you want to touch on that. Um, what do you wish men knew? Yeah. No, what do you, no, what do you wish? What do you wish? Yeah, and vice do? versa. I'll answer that. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, give me some back and forth with it. Help me get started with that one because that was one that I thought we switched, but I can definitely add a little yeah. bit to it. Okay, so I'll give you an example. So I have friends that um, they want the guys all the way in the beginning to do all the work, but the, these friends don't really give the guys any room. Like, they won't flirt. They won't be open to um, texting first. Like, even if it's something very casual and, like, a no-pressure comment, they're like, no, the guy has to do all the work. The guy has to chase, which I do agree to some level, but the guy also has to know that the girl is interested a little bit. She has to be nice. She has to be sweet. She has to be engaging. And I tell them, I'm like, what make, like, what makes you think he knows that you like him? Like, why would he chase you and like risk probably being a little bit embarrassed? Mm, That's a good point. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things that I tell people and I've realized in myself Mm -hmm. is, as soon as you start getting in your head mm-hmm. about, um, like, should I start doing this? Should I start playing this game? Should I start playing hard mm-hmm. to get? Should I not respond to their texts at a certain time? I just realized that, that creates more pain and suffering and drama than is required, oh, yeah. right? I believe, just as you made that comment before about the friend, is like basically the same thing, right? If someone's meant to get to know you're meant to vibe with you, they're going to vibe yeah. with you. You don't need to play all the games, do all the chasing and stuff. But unfortunately, we live in a world where it's almost like that saying, you know, the the, the bully was once the bullied, right? And it's like mm-hmm. we continue this 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 uh, this pattern of suffering and pain and and lying and deceiving and playing games. And it's like someone played games at you, and now you're gonna play games to the next person that comes into your life, right. type of thing. And I think that you got to stop that cycle. Hundred percent. We don't want to create, you, you know, you know, I've been very great. I got to say, and I mentioned this to you the mm-hmm. last time we spoke on the phone is I'm friends with a lot of my ex-girlfriends. That's great. Am I perfect? Are all, are all of them going to have amazing things to say? Probably not. But majority of them, I can bump into their parents in Northport. I can bump into their grandma. I can bump into their oh, That's great. I can't. Gonna, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> most of them are going to come up. And, and and talk to me and wow. hug me and, and that's that says a lot about your personality and your character so that's great but you know it took a lot yeah. of work and, and just to add to that one of the biggest things that i've been told and stuff that i work on is you know i want you know i want to talk things over my mm-hmm. philosophy is if, if we talk something over and get through it we grow stronger as individuals and as a couple and that's funny because that's something that has been brought up to me by especially one ex in mm-hmm. mind, one of my first girlfriends from high school, who I'm still friends with, we did it for two years. And she said, you know, this is after we, she, we, came, we, we, we reconnected after a few months after we broke up. And, and, and she was like, you know, ever since we broke up, ever, anybody that I've dated, they've always wanted to argue and argue, even when they were obviously 100% mm-hmm. wrong. They would want to argue and fight and fight and fight. 
until she, you know, the female, she would just surrender and just be like, okay, you're right. I give up. You know, you were right. Um, but obviously that's not realistic. That's not right. because you're not, not one person is going to be always right or always mm-hmm. wrong. But my philosophy when, when dealing with conflict and, and any, even, even just in, in not just romance, but friendships is to be able to sit down and try to find the positive. You know, how can we learn from this? How can we grow from, the, from this? And how can we, you know, move forward? What if that person doesn't acknowledge they did anything wrong to you and they antagonize you? Then what? Well, that's a good example. That's good. That's a good question. That's it's, if, if this is if that is something that they do, that's a pattern of theirs mm-hmm. where where that's a continual thing. They don't admit when they're wrong. They don't admit when they're wrong. I always find that showing humility from yourself, being the example, right? So even when the person is deep down, knows that they're wrong, but like you said, they're admitting, no, they're saying that they are right. Yeah. Whatever reason. Just, I'm not saying you give in and you just lay down and just surrender to them, but almost lead by example. Show them that sometimes it's more important to like come to an agreement and to work together rather than always being right all the time. Mm. You know, like putting your ego aside. But if you're in a relationship with someone who could never be wrong, mm-hmm. and you see that in other areas of your life, that's not really someone that you want to be connected with. Because exactly. How can you be? How can you be open to learning and growing and being vulnerable if you're never admitting your faults or never admitting where there's room for improvement? Because the fact is, we're all under development. We're always working on ourselves, and right. each one of us has, uh, you know, room for development, room for improvement. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Have you ever been in that kind of situation where you were constantly antagonized or you were meant to feel like you were going crazy or you were crazy? Do you ever have that experience? Or is that more on like the girl's side, do you think? No, I think both. I'm, both I think both, I'm sure I've done that and I'm sure that's happened to me. You know, I was lucky. I've attracted a lot of really great women in my life. Mm-hmm. I think I've been brought up with a lot of love by a lot of strong females in my life, but I've been very grateful. You know, I I can call up a couple, I guess a couple of my ex's friends and I, you know, I have a lot of friends that are females. I connect with a very feminine energy, as you could probably tell already. Mm -hmm. More, I usually like to stay a lot more in tune to my emotions, how I feel. You know, I'm I'm going to school to be a social worker, as you know, but I also have my own social worker. And I really believe that we need to sharpen our own tools and help ourselves if we expect, uh, you know, if we want to help others. Question. Do you think that more spiritual people attract people who need healing, people who are more like sensitive empaths? Do you think that that's like a common thing, that they attract people who need like a lot of healing, a lot of help, advisement? Oh, you mean like if someone is like a healer or a teacher, like they attract Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of natural. I think the universe will kind of connect you with people that either you need them or they need you. But I think there's like whatever end you are of the teaching or being taught, I think there's always a, a lesson in it. Like they say, the teacher is also learning as well. You're right. The mentor is also learning. I think they actually probably learn the hardest. They're probably going to be affected the most because they they come from a space that, oh, I'm here to heal people. But then when somebody who at first looks like they need the healing comes in and says like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to like rock your world. I'm going to, you're going to learn some lessons. They're kind of just like thrown back and they're like, Oh my God, wait, am I as healed or as enlightened as I thought I was? Probably not. I found that in my Mm. personal experience. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so how do you think, though, that we could bring in regards to dating? How can we bring spirituality into it to help us? I think one of the biggest points for that is to be open-minded to the mm-hmm. fact that, that your partner has something to teach you. And whether it's a romantic lover or a friendship or a rest stranger, there's always something that the other person can teach you and there's something that you could teach the other person. So one thing I've been realizing is that it's so important to have that openness, the openness to the possibility that that person has something to teach you and that you could possibly teach them something. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes their ego we look at them right we look we compare the janitor to the ceo or right we compare someone that we might perceive as a lower tier to the higher tier we might act different and be more open to meeting certain types of people Mm -hmm. but the truth is the the person that you least expect it could change your life forever Mm -hmm. sure i think Mm -hmm. that we really need to be open in any type of relationship whether it's romantic friendship or whatever we need to be open to the possibility that they have something uh, to teach you. I actually read somewhere that if somebody has like a particular like physical type, that if they are really drawn and attracted to somebody who doesn't fit that mold or that that type that they have in their head, um, they should really consider like getting to know that person because that's like a sign of maybe like a past life connection or like like a teacher student role. So. Um, this is why I tell people, like, please don't limit yourself. Be open to all different physical types and, like, go more for, like, the soul oh, and, like, yeah, the absolutely. heart. But a lot of people are just so driven. And I kind of see this in, like, older single women that they're like, no, he's got to be brunette um, between 5'10 to 6'4, uh, this and this. I'm like, well, what if the person for you is 5'9 and... I don't know, has dirty blonde hair. Like, yeah, you connect fully. You know, yeah, if you don't mind, I want to just mention, you mentioned like the teacher-student dynamic. Yeah, tell me. And I, you know this already. I'm a, I'm a motivational right, speaker. Yes. And that's something I definitely want to bring up. And, you know, I got to tell you, speaking of that idea of how when you're teaching, you're helping others, you're actually learning yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is so true for me, especially because when I go into these schools, I'm speaking on a variety of different topics. Right. You know, I usually speak to Middle schools, high schools, I, I spoke at a libraries, organization, not-for-profits, mm-hmm. many different uh, places, and I'm going to continue to. And obviously, during these last few months, I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls. But when I go and I speak at these different facilities and organizations, I truly walk out like I'm the one being motivated wow. and inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I'm definitely, you know, I hear the feedback that they, they, they really connect with what I'm saying, and they really vibe with it. But... I really walk out after hearing because, you know, after you give a talk or even a podcast, I'm sure you have the same thing. People reach out. Hey, that really resonated with me. That really yeah. made me think about this or I can relate to that. And what's amazing about that is just like how um, cool it is to hear that feedback. And there's so many people that come up and they share their personal challenges and things that they've been through. And how they relate to my story. I love it. It's, yeah. It's because it makes you feel like you're not experience. alone. It makes you feel like you you can like connect to somebody on like another level, which like for example, I feel like that after I leave a session with somebody, after I work on them. And if there's something that like I don't know, like I see something and I don't know, it helps me. Um, it motivates me to like go research it and like look into it and talk to people who have experienced that and like I can pick their brain and like kind of take that and just 
you know, adapt it to the future session. So I get what you mean. And I love when exactly, that happens. Exactly. There's always something to learn. There's always something to be brought into the next day of your life and to learn. And it's a great, you know, I love being in a position where I have the privilege of mentoring other people because I know that, as you know, the act of giving, when you help others, you help yes. yourself. In a way, it's almost like a self selfish. I know it's selfless, but it almost is a selfish thing because once you realize the impact that doing good for others have in your own life and the people around you, you become almost addicted to it in a way. Oh, 100%. Oh, that's so nice. Like, what group of um, people, in your opinion, thinks that you think that like they need the most um like advisement and like consulting and like what have you like who needs you more right now you know it's funny i've been encountering a lot of young adults mm-hmm. who relate to my story of overcoming a learning disability so i have met many people by listening to this podcast who who have overcome very uh difficult challenges learning disabilities challenges growing up and they are inspired by my story of becoming a speaker. And they also have, have dreams and aspirations of being a motivational speaker. And they're always messaging me, how do I get gigs? How do I do this? And I'm like, hey, man, listen, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, know, as soon as I find out, I'm like, I'm still in that journey. I'm right. still booking those talks. I'm still giving talks for free. And I, I love it. But um, I'm very grateful that I'm looked at in many of these young adults' lives as, as someone that, you know, I want to work towards what he's getting and I want to improve my life. And it's it's a privilege, you know. It's a lot of responsibility, but it also I'm very honored to be considered that's amazing. someone that people look up to. So I'm always improving myself. I'm not perfect, but I'm always. You know, one of the biggest things for me is listening to feedback, constructive opinions, constructive feedback, and and listening to people that want, uh, you know, me to be the best version of myself. But do you also tell them like, hey, maybe something will work for me, and it might not work for you. There's not like one size fits all situation, and you kind of just have to pivot and adapt to like your strengths and your personality and like what you can do because I don't know if you're aware of this and I'm going to do another like episode on it but human design we have all we all have like a specific energy and maybe you're the type that can go after things and get the result you want but then there's people like me who actually have to be asked and if I go after things I appear to be too like aggressive or just too hard and I have to be I have to wait and sit back and just create and have no expectation that it'll be received and I'm just doing it for myself so I think that's like another thing that people have to keep in mind like you might be able to do one thing and get the result you want but like other people they kind of have to be asked oh 100% and and you know like you said I really believe that that's such a good point that something that may work for you mm-hmm. or something that worked for me, right? Davina, is that every everybody is different. Everybody yes. Is different. So you might find something really easy and I might find something very challenging. And everybody's learning everybody's learning techniques and way of learning is different. Right. right? I know, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I grew up with a learning mm-hmm. disability and it's still something that I do with today. And I there's a point in my life that I felt bad for myself. I wish it didn't happen to me. I wish I wasn't different. Right. I wish I didn't need extended time. I didn't need to be in resource room. I didn't need tutoring. But that shift for me happened through volunteer work, realizing Mm -hmm. the power of helping other people and how no matter what my challenges, my strengths, my color, my sexuality, all that stuff doesn't matter because we as individuals have the ability to make an impact on someone's life despite 
for all those things. Do you think your learning disability was like a result of probably just anxiety and maybe just being unsure, like a lack of feeling of being secure? Because that's what I've been told. Well, I was, no, basically I was choked by the umbilical cord. So I had um, minor uh, brain damage. So luckily, I I mean, I could have died. Oh my gosh. No, I understand what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean, though. Definitely, there's mm-hmm. some people who just... But you never know. It's, the human body's complex. A lot right. of things that can go on in the womb that we don't even know yet. But for me, it was definitely... Um, majority of it was due because of the... Uh, it was a physical, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was told that I was... They never really flat out just said, like, learning disability. I had terrible anxiety, like, crippling anxiety when it came to tests. And they put me in a resource room. They put me... They gave me extra time for things. Like, I used to have, like, nosebleeds during tests from just anxiety. Like, I would just start bleeding in front of everybody. It was awful. And I don't think, like, they knew, especially in, like, a Jewish school, I don't think they knew how to deal with it or, like, how to help me. They didn't have the means to help me. So I felt like over time I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. There was something wrong with me. And it wasn't until high school where... I had proper teachers who like knew how to deal with kids with anxiety. And that was when like Mm -hmm. everything got better. Like my grades got better. I had the confidence. So I really feel like obviously not in your case, but a lot of learning disabilities come from fear and like, and I'm probably talking from like a healer's perspective, which I (laughs) am. (laughs) They come from like, they come from like, Um, not being like not feeling secure not feeling safe and it could be something that's coming from like their home environment like from their parents but um, I think the proper they need proper teachers and like a proper school to know how to deal with it but uh, I hear what you I feel you (laughs) no you know what it's it's definitely true though I think that we need to focus on our strengths that's another big thing I want to talk about is, is the importance of bringing up your strengths. Right. We, live in a, we live in a world where, especially students like myself who had an IEP, which stands for educa- Individual Education Plan, a lot of our schools are like focused on the, the weaknesses, the weaknesses, right. the weaknesses. Yeah. And the professors that I really remember and really connected with, the teachers and professors throughout my life, always focus on your strengths. They want to learn how, did you, how do you learn best? What is the way that when you get to school, you're the most engaged, you're the most interested? And those are things that I carry on as a speaker and as a, as a, as a role model and right. a coach is I want people to focus on their strengths, not just – and it's important to be aware of your, your weaknesses, you know, things that you struggle with, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, and it's like, you know. I mean, you have to – I feel like everybody just needs to start the day saying to themselves, hey – this and this and this I can do really well. Like if I don't accomplish everything, that's like something we've all like learned during Corona and being quarantined. Like we don't always have to be so productive. And I think that's like another thing people need to remember. Just if you want to sit and watch Netflix and eat ice cream one day a week, well, uh, (laughs) try not to do one day, but like once in a while, like that's okay. Like you don't have to be going 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 all the time like give yourself some space carve out time like an hour a day for self-care like this is the time to take care of ourselves especially this year i think that's another reason why maybe this all happened there's a sign it's a sign don't you think 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we all need self-care. We all need to chill out a little bit. Right. So when's your next talk? It's a good question. It's a good question. I just gave one the other day to an inner city school in Queens. Um, It was a free talk. They didn't have a budget for it, but I just want to support them, and it went really well. It was a group of, of seniors who, as you can imagine, right now are extremely disappointed in not being able to go to prom. Oh, I know. I, I have a, I, my sister just graduated this year. She It, it was hard yeah. for her. Yeah, exactly. So it's very challenging. So, um, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm currently keeping busy with my podcast. As you know, the high school is winding down. I think it might be over already. But I'm planning to send a lot of proposals out for the fall and get some either Zoom calls or in-person talk if possible if, if the schools are open to it. Um, but you know what? I have a lot going on. As you know, I'm juggling a lot of great things. The podcast, I'm going to school. So the sun, I have a lot of great things in the works and I'm keeping busy. So my philosophy is as I work towards my social work degree and get my master's, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep making progress. As a speaker, and I'm not going to wait till I have my degree to pursue my goal of being a speaker. I'm continuously Amazing. doing it and working on it and improving my website. Yesterday, I just, like I mentioned, I worked on my newsletter, which I'd love for you to share once it's sent sure. out. Um, and yeah, things are going really well. And I hope you know, I look forward to getting you on my I'm looking forward too. Yeah, I can't wait. I have one last question for you. And I ask everybody sure. this, where do you see yourself growing in your spirituality in the next like five years? In my spirituality? Spirituality. Yeah. I like that question. Thank but you. Well, I see myself in five years. I find, I see myself doing a lot of, um, traveling. Mm. My goal is my degree, which in a couple of years, my master's, I want to actually get like, out a hippie, hippie van and actually go like on tour for my talks and speak, you know, go state by state around America and give talks as a speaker while also doing something I love, which is traveling. Two things I love, traveling and speaking. Amazing. So my goal is to, to, to travel state by state, book my talks in advance and literally just go explore and also give talks. Oh, I love that. Anything else you want to touch base on before we wrap up? No, I just want to say if people watching this would love to follow me or connect with me and, and, and check out my show, which is called The People's Podcast. They can find me and Perfect. follow me and all the things I do at Paul Vibes, which you can do at paulvibes.com. You can also go on Instagram at Paul Vibes, LinkedIn, Facebook. And if people want to email me directly yes. and connect with me, it's info at paulvibes.com again that's info at paulvibes.com and just sending everybody lots of love and good energy and you know like i'm, I'm obviously a speaker so I'm, I'm open to giving speaking gigs yes. and zoom in person um if someone watching this either wants to be a guest or knows someone that might be a good guest in either of our shows i'm sure you're open of to course. it as well i'm so open people can People can also reach out to me, and if I'm also going to be looking to sponsors, as you know, I've been investing a lot of time, money, and energy mm-hmm. um, into the podcast. So I'm looking to get some sponsors and people who want to support the show through uh, financially or through ener- some some type of energy exchange. I'm definitely open to that as well. Oh, great! Well, Paul, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on, and I can't wait to come on yours. Yes, we'll talk. We'll get you in, in person so I can, we can connect. Yes. And um, hopefully things in the coming weeks clear up so we can get you in person, no problem. But I really, I hope, you know, I'm so grateful and appreciative of 
you having me on your show. Of course. Thank you so much, Paul. Talk to you soon. Talk to you Bye-bye. later. Thank sure. you.